Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, snorting, guffawing, and philosophizing about humanity? Sometimes. We're starting off 2020 spooky season with a love story set in the biblical apocalypse. Because if there's anything you've come to expect, it's that we here at HBHQ are super chill. On a serious note though, while I didn't find this book personally triggering, I need to give you content warnings, especially in these pandemic times. The hero of this story is Pestilence, the embodiment of plagues and pandemics. There's a lot of on-the-page sickness and death, and we discuss that in this episode. There's also a lot of physical and mental abuse the heroine experiences at the hands of the hero, and violence overall. We try to handle it with our usual brand of levity and thoughtfulness, but if those topics aren't going to be good for your mental health or general well-being, I encourage you to turn this off. I just uploaded our recap of a little book called Pumpkin Pounder on Patreon, and that's an excellent alternative for your mental health. Take care of yourself, listener. With that, let's jump into Pestulence by Laura Thalassa. She's gonna sneeze. She's gonna <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> you may have got it's me out of it. It's gonna happen. She's okay, gonna I think I'm okay. sneeze. <laughs> Stop singing at me. Okay. All right. All right. It's allergy season. It's okay. It's all right. Hello, Aaron. Do That's you- not one of the signs <laughs> of the plagues. But uh, hello. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Is this our start? This is our start. Hello. Hi. I just, you've never, you, <laughs> in the history of the podcast, you've never said, hi, hello. Hello, hello Aaron. Aaron. In like a normal, regular, diplomatic. One time we were NPR ladies, that one time where we started, and then we had a whole bit about how we were NPR ladies. I guess. It happened a one time. This was jarring. I just want you to know that. I guess we're going. Hi. I'm so glad I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> how are you? Know you know what else I'm doing lately? I'm fucking great, sort of. How are you? You know what? I'm not great. <sighs> it's not great over here. You just did a whole thing there. What's I did. Happening? I did. I went on an emotional journey for you, listener. Uh-huh. You and you alone are one beautiful listener. Um, it's hard out here. However, you know what I got today in the mails? What? I got my fucking mail-in ballot, motherfuckers. <laughs> and so I am going to be voting tomorrow. It is right now the 10th of October. I am going to be voting. And then we are going to take our mail-in ballots directly to City Hall like you can if you don't want to have to burden the USPS. Our ballot drop-off is right at City Hall. So that's what we're going to do. And I'm I'm uh, terrified. <laughs> about voting or just generally terrified just like a low level terror i am a big low level terror can you have a big low level terror that's what i'm yeah i feel like you can have a generalized large 
low-level yeah. terror. I mean, it's a pretty specific low-level terror. However, sure. it is one of those. Anyway, I'm going to vote tomorrow, and I'm going to do what I can. So, yeah, there we go. I'm going to vote on the date, but I live in Alaska, guys. So, like, the have a yeah. plan thing is kind of a minimal thing for me. Right. I think there are, like, ten people that vote at my polling place. Like, they <laughs> wait for me, Aaron, I think. So, <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got a different situation. So have a plan and all that. But I like going. I like going on the day. I like going and doing. I the, hear you. Um, thing, it's just that you know? my area is very different from Alaska. Yeah, and so exactly. we've had an increase of COVID cases lately. And so I will not be going to my polling place. Yes. Make a plan, especially if you live in the city. There could be violence. There could be. We have no idea what's going to happen. So we don't know. Have a plan. But yeah, that's what we're doing. And I'm stoked. Anyway, do you have notes this week, Erin? Notes? <laughs> I have as much notes as I usually have, which is to say, no notes. Hmm. No notes. But in your defense, if I were to give you a defense, you're so good at just like remembering plot on, <laughs> yes. on the top of your head. I am. Heaving Bosoms listener, you, you may have noticed I'm somewhat of a genius when it comes to plot and names and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Listener, why do you think I hitched my wagon to that bitch? Right? <laughs> Big reasons. Listen, That's one of I them. I read this whole thing this week, so I probably remember most of it. Listener, are you ready for just like the most happy dance road trip <laughs> romance you've ever heard of? In your life? <laughs> are you just ready for like a light, fluffy road trip romance? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait. Tell me, you're the one. So you said when we put out this this uh, this list this I'm month, so this season, you said specifically you wanted to read Pestilence. It's because somebody requested it. Yeah, we love the person who requested it, and she had requested it like a long time ago because she read it in the before times. <laughs> and this is on me because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm this is so embarrassing. Like, I'm so glad it's no longer intellectualism in 2020 because I forgot the definition of pestilence. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> once again, she was like, uh, heaving bosoms years are fiscal years. Um, so yeah. we're in remembering things in 2021. <laughs> But I still think that counts as forgetting the definition of pestilence being a problem. Do you see how red I am right now? <laughs> I'm blushing from my nipples up. Like but, I <laughs> Okay. When you so when you suggested it to me, okay, I was thinking, ooh, trigger warning, but I was also thinking like because you know, if it's like a fantasy book, I can pretty much separate myself same, from same. it. Yeah. I didn't really get that. I was not triggered personally. I by wasn't this book. personally triggered by this book either. I have no judgment for anyone who who is. No. But it not didn't at all. it didn't hurt me. But I immediately thought, gosh, what a fun book to do during COVID <laughs> times. Because the first thing I thought was, gosh, we've tried every way to get rid of COVID nineteen, but like, have we tried fucking it? <laughs> 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 has anyone just tried to like get it to love them and you know you guys I'm, has anybody made it um, their plague daddy <laughs> wow we that is messed up obviously this is a very serious topic i'm not trying to minimize um the the horrifying situation we're no. in with COVID 19 however that was my first thought of like 
we're reading this like sex book about a lady right. who's gonna go fuck pestilence. <laughs> um, something about that was very darkly funny to me. Did you like book? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> no, I don't know if I liked book. I don't know. I don't know. Is the only answer I can give anybody. I have literally no idea how I feel about this book. Because I was doing so much cerebral work while I yeah. read it. I was just like, it's do so I like somersaults? Do I not? Why would I like that? If I do, does that make me a terrible person? Like, if yes. I masturbate to this, what does that say about me personally? <laughs> like, what? Seriously. But the heroine was the same way. Here's the other thing. The heroine's voice is one of the best I've read like the heroine as a character is one of my favorite women I've ever read. Really? Yeah, the way she talks, the way like just her snippy snappy, she reminds me of like a person I would just want to hang out with. Not to say that she is smart or makes good choices or like can map out the future <laughs> or like anything like that, but just the way she her voice was so yeah. relatable and fun for me. So that really took the edge off a lot of the serious business that was happening. I liked the writing in this book, which I think means that I liked her voice. Yeah, sure. But it didn't it didn't stand out to me as like exceptional in any way. Not the book, but her voice. Her voice. Like yeah. she didn't seem extra interesting or extra bizarre, mm-hmm. or, you know, like anything like that. But I think that was kind of my problem is like she wasn't like special in any way or maybe that was the point i can't t- i don't know if i liked book i have Let's no idea start talking how about i feel book. about this book. because part of me was like she's not exceptional in any way besides the fact that she's like pretty compassionate but i feel like any of us pluck out any hb right and they're gonna act the way sarah acted around dying people all the time yeah but maybe she's not supposed to be exceptional. Maybe she's supposed to be the average person. And it's just the first time he ever saw a, like a real human right. up close. I don't know. Maybe she's not supposed to be exceptional. I don't I know. know. I don't know. I know. I don't maybe know. Maybe suppo- she's supposed to show him the goodness of an average person. An average person. Yeah. But also like chosen by God. Let's just like, let's just start. <laughs> let's just go. Okay. So Sarah Burns, Sarah without an H, I want everybody to know that because she wanted everybody to know that. (laughs) She did. At one point in the book, she's like, I was so excited when this boy wanted to ask me out. And then I found out that he actually wanted to ask out Sarah with an H. And it was a rough time for me. But Sarah's who don't have an H, you guys, hate that H. I know one. Her name is Sarah Whitney, and she yep. is a nightmare about it. Hate that Boy, age. She's a big Hate diva it. about Get it out all of ages. There. I know, all ages. I she don't know how she's writes, a college if professor. If you ever read a Sarah Whitney book. Yeah. How does she know, write romances? There are no H's whatever. in Whatever. No H's. You're <laughs> out. How does do she do that? Do you know how talented you have to be oh to God. write a whole book with no H's at all? Yeah, I know. Especially when your last name has one. Whitney. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she does it though. I'll tell you that much. It's beautiful. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so, Sarah is a firefighter. She lives in Whistler. Whistler, Canada. <laughs> she lives uh-huh. up there in Canada. It's where, the, it's where the skis are. Where the skis are, where lots of pines and like nine feet of snow yeah. at any given time is what I know about Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. So, she's just a lady and she's sitting around with four other, three other firefighters. They're the last people in town because they're the last shift at the fire station and they're about to draw straws. 
Matches. Burnt matches. Listen, it's a draw straws game. What do you want from me? That's what it is. Because it's matches. I know. They you burn asked one me if match. I had notes because you wanted me <laughs> to know to remember things in 2021. Okay. I hear you. So basically, okay. I she draws the short right. straw. Bing boom bong. Here's their plan. These four rando firefighters <laughs> in Whistler uh-huh. are like the town has evacuated. Pestilence, one of the four horsemen. Okay, wait, but first of all, all these horsemen oh, I'm sorry. appeared. Yeah, it's prologue, the apocalypse. They're a metric fuck ton of horsemen. These four horsemen came. The, it's the apocalypse. They rode around for a while and they made all the electricity go like kind of off, but like not totally. There's like a TV when it's convenient and like a hot right. bath when it's like a sex time. When it's like a sexy. But otherwise, everything's off. That's right. And then they disappeared, all except for pestilence. And now Pestilence, he looks like a Legolas, and he's riding around <laughs> on, his white, on his white horse, and he's got a crown, and wherever he goes, everyone gets really sick from the Nessa... The Messianic s- flu. Schmer. Fever. Yep. Fever. And she, he goes around, and everybody gets it, and they get, like, boils all over them, and then the boils explode. It's a really terrible way to die, and it only takes, like, four days. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Okay, so now he's riding around. He's coming straight toward Whistler. Whistler's gonna get it, you guys. And these four hot dummies are the last to evacuate from this ski town, and they're like, one of us has to stay to carry out the plan to kill Pestilence. To save the world? And save the world okay. and she she's does the thing it's like okay first of all if you're in the last group and you're doing this plan yeah designate the last person who's like gonna be the one to kill pestilence as the person best able to kill pestilence right. don't fucking draw matches choose the most skilled individual especially for the task. since their plan is to shoot this motherfucker with a shotgun and they well, choose her the second. and she is the worst <laughs> shot out of them what the exactly. fuck you guys she's like oh gosh i wish i wasn't the one chosen because i'm bad at shooting guns bye three comrades ride off well into the sunset the world is on the line you assholes bing bong bong number two yeah i love this this is logistics with aaron by the way if anybody's new here. This is strategies. This is strategy this is, and logistics This with Aaron. is strategies plans. This is apocalypse plans with Aaron. This is, a lot of segments are rolled <laughs> into the... You're going to shoot one of the four <laughs> horsemen of the apocalypse. Just with a regular old gun. With a fucking shotgun. Yep. And then be like, took care of it after millions of people have died. You think you're the first one that was like... Uh, maybe I'll shoot him with what a shotgun. What if I shoot no. him, I wonder? He just rode all the way through the east coast of America and not a single American tried to shoot him after riding through the south? Bitches. We're not that dumb, Canada. Come we on, have Canada. Guns. We have That's so one many we've guns. Got it's the one guns. thing. We've got guns. <laughs> the one thing we do. And we have got the arrogance to try to shoot pestilence. That's what we've got as Americans. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If instead of Whistler Canada, they were sitting in Dallas, Texas doing this, oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Done the, and the, done. The hubris it takes to be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to shoot him in the face with a shotgun <laughs> and see what happens mm-hmm. in an American city, I feel like would be more believable. Anyway, so she's drawn the last bernie match and then they they leave without her and she's the last person in whistler and so she hangs out for a while she knows right where he's gonna walk down the street like i feel like 
If somebody was like, this horsey dude is going to ride through Anchorage, I'd be like, where? I know. Which street? Where do I go? Do I sleep? What time is it going to get here? (laughs) She fucking nails it. Yeah. She knows exactly where he's going to be. She knows the date, the time, the the millifucking second. Well, she kind of says, I don't know where he's going to be, and I might be sleeping when he comes, and who knows what happens. Right. But she, she guesses. Awesome. I mean, she's a lucky gal. But also, maybe maybe it's God. Maybe it's fate. I don't know. So he clomps, clomps up. He clippity clops right on his trusty <laughs> steeds. <laughs> And she she j- does shoot her bang bang stick. Okay, so at then his face. not only does he shoot she shoot her bang bang stick, but then she puts the bang bang stick down to then go oh, approach God. the god the god sent entity to like yeah. nudge him and be like, "Are you nice. okay?" Puts I know the she gun says, down. I don't know why I left my gun over there. I'm Turn like, "Turn around, yeah, bitch." Just turn around. Even if somebody, even if it's like a human person who you shot in the face for like self-defense or whatever, you take the gun over to like yeah. kick the body. What's the point of kicking the body if you don't have the gun? <laughs> What's the so point? She does kick that body and he does do a big gurgle. And so she's like, oh. ah! 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 <laughs> I gotta kiss him. I gotta kill him. I gotta kiss him. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, because she also kind of thinks that because she's like, he's hot like Legolas. You guys, she cannot stop talking about how hot this entity is. Like, throughout the end, every third page, she's like, I mean, look at his stupid hot face. Man, he's he's killing everybody in sight, but those abs. I'll talk about this later, but yeah, I'll talk about it later. But the hotness thing is like pervasive. It's It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So she then goes, so she like starts running, like just running hands, hands flailing. She's running Ah! and she Ah! can't find her gun because she doesn't know which tree she set it down next to. My God. My God. So you know what she does find, however, is her, (laughs) is her fucking lighter fluid for her campsite. So she reapproaches the gurgling entity. She says, I'm going to I'm going to follow the gurgle. Here I go. I'm going to find him. <laughs> and she douses him in all of the all of the lighter fluid she's got. And then she says that she doesn't even mean to drop the match, but like she lights the match and then her hands are so shaky that she does drop that match onto that gurgle. Well, she wanted, okay, listen, she <laughs> wanted to wait until it had burned down farther so that it wouldn't go out in the drop. Because if you drop a match right when you light it, it's going to go out. She was trying to wait until it had burned oh, down that what further, that was? So the mm. flame was bigger. Yeah. I see. Well. But she dropped it and it did fine. work because he did go up in flames <laughs> and he did burn until dead. And so then she sits and there. And while he was on fire, he was like, he was like, please, please help ah, me, gurgle, gurgle. Don't burn me to death, please. And yeah. she was like, although she was kind of like, I'm sad about this. And I was very like, do not be sad about this. This is not a person. Look, you know what? It's hard because he is wearing that skin suit. And it is a sexy skin suit, too. He's hot. So that's a, why I it's think a maybe he's just so hot. She's <laughs> just like, what a waste. I don't know how anybody could be that hot. But like, you know what? The Volvo wants what it wants, I guess. I anyway. Just think, I guess I'm going to talk about it now. I feel like he's okay. so hot. She talked about how so, so hot he was all right. the time. Mm-hmm. That were I Sarah, I would be like, this is a trick. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's too hot. Yeah. Like, this is like, he's like a, he's like a, you know, like those. He's a honeypot. Yes. You know, like those fishes that have the glow in the dark lures that lure those little fishes down like in the deep, deep ocean. He's, yes. Angler fish. like one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm being hypnotized. He's not even really a human. Like, he even says this in the book. Many times. He's just in this body. And so I feel like I would have to readjust and be like, no, Aaron, not hot. <laughs> not really hot. And she never really does that. She's always like, but he's so hot. <laughs> yeah. She never thinks about how it's like fake, I guess is what I'm saying. Totally. Yeah. Because it, it definitely, An the amount of hot he is definitely does strike me as a veneer. So, yeah. okay. So then... Instead of hightailing it the fuck out of there, like any rational Mm -hmm. person would do. I'm sorry. That is what a rational person would do. You commit a big giant murder. You make sure that that entity is dead. And then you fuck Mm -hmm. off, man. You especially don't sit there in the cold for 12 straight hours and then go to sleep like right nearby in a tent. (laughs) Yeah, I would put as many miles between me and this dead ass horseman as I possibly could, but that's like, not what Sarah does. Odds she are wants he's to- going to wake up. I feel like odds are the, four, ho- the four horsemen of the apocalypse are immortal. Like they odds have to wise, be. Duh, that's their right? job, right? Is to bring death until death is done. That's their job. That's their if whole game. They would kill like four people and then it would be over and then it would be like yeah. victory for humans. It was six billion, seven billion against this one guy. Right. And we did win. Like, <laughs> also, I, I did wonder, like, I don't super understand a universe in which a horseman arrives and like one of the superpowers doesn't just nuke him immediately. Is that not a thing that would happen? I had a lot of like logistics issues where I was like, why wouldn't government do this? Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't government send do tank? this? How does society not know about such and such? You know, like you would think in Whistler they would have gotten news from LA, like, hey, hey guys, hey world, we did try shooting him in the right. face with our guns <laughs> in Los Angeles and it did not work. It feels like that would be number but one news story. I guess like i guess my thought is that's why she made it a point that those horsemen rode around and like got rid of all the technology and stuff so but she knows some things they get so much news later on Mm -hmm. like it's a big logistical problem as far as the Mm -hmm. plot is concerned yes anyway okay so she does do that big vigil next to his charred husk and then she goes to bed um she has a bit of a snoozer and then all of a sudden this this just bony uh, vice grabs uh-huh. her around the neck parts, and uh, yeah. there's a there's a big declaration of like you tried to kill me, human, and so now you're gonna suffer. You're mine now. But he's not like together. He's like you know in Pirates of the Caribbean uh-huh. when it's the moon. Uh-huh. It's like that. It is. That's what he looks it like. like. He's just moon. like pretty much skeleton and then some like juicy bits and then some eyeballs. She says that he has no nose, no ears. Like I said, his whole hand is just a bony grasp. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It's a serious. But he must have lips because this book commits the same like logical problems as the, the classic film Face Off, <laughs> Face Off, which is that you cannot talk or like smoke cigarettes without lips. You do need those lips. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. 
So he is magic. He, like throws her around and then he like hog ties her. No, he just ties her hands and probably her, her legs too. And he's Something like, like that. Where I am gonna fuck you up for the rest of your alive days. And there's gonna be a lot of alive days. Yeah. And she's like, how can you talk without lips? And he's like, I'm a horseman. Don't he worry about No, she didn't. <laughs> I would be applauding this book. But what he does say is, I beg you for mercy. Oh, and yeah. you gave me none. Yeah. So I'm going to give you no mercy. And I'm going to keep you alive and make you suffer over and over and over again. For forever. Oh, big chapter four note I made. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it says, surprise, he can't die, which I feel like is the thing you would know already. <laughs> but she calls him my horseman when she wakes up to him throttling her. So there's already that but little scene. That's the thing. Is he like, is he faded mates? Like, when we know all, like, is he fated mates? Like, the, is is he, like, is she, like, destined by God to, it like... It feels like there is an ordination of some kind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But again, yeah. again, I would be like, it's not real. It's a love potion. Like, it's a spell. Like, well, I don't... Ooh. Or I feel like at some point I would be like, this is Stockholm Syndrome. Because there <laughs> is a something. big captive narrative throughout this whole thing. I gotta tell you, the beginning parts, like yeah. the captive parts, uh-huh. worked uh-huh. hard on me. Um, yeah, it's a big catnip for a lot of people. When yeah. when he stopped tying her up, I was like, ew, get away. <laughs> Why are you with this guy? <laughs> Which is, I guess, how you should feel when a guy stops tying you up. You should right. like, get away and not be with this guy anymore. Hightail it out of there. far less sexy. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's because we started seeing that, like, I mean, so there he is like a completely unsocialized entity who doesn't know how to people, right? Sort of. Right. He shouldn't really be. Like, that even was contradictory for me, because if he is pestilence and later on he says like i am pestilence i have memories that go back before even man like you've watched man this whole time how do you you say you know man so well toward the end it sounds like he has caused every disease that has ever been yeah like that like my sneeze right now is pestilence being like and you will sneeze oh like (laughs) you know it sounded like everything has been caused by him or maybe it's that he has the power to cure any infection, but like he can't do that because if he was on Earth doing that, he would not be able to do anything else. I don't know. I don't know. I had some notes on that later, but it's toward the end. All right. So well, we'll wait. my next note is okay. he's Emotep when he first wakes up and it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. True. That's a really good. Um, yeah. And then he does like, you know, flesh out like Emotep. And That's then you're right. Like, uh huh. Yeah. So then um, he ties her to his horse and he makes her run for all night and like the rest of the day. It's a big run. This bitch can run like that Bollywood bride. I didn't know. She can she run. She says it's because she's a firefighter. And I'm like, is she Olympian? Do firefighters like do Olympics? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are firefighters ultra marathoners? Like, I do make the joke a lot <laughs> that all firefighters do all day is work out, which I think <laughs> is like somewhat true, <laughs> but like not like this, not like literally run all night in the cold. It's been behind a horse. She says that the horse is galloping. Horses gallop at like 30 miles, miles an hour. hour or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're a horse girl. You know about it. I cannot run even as close to as fast as a horse, even at a canter. She specifically says the horse is walking and then is doing the canter and then is doing right. the lope, lope right. times and then a gallop. I so, know. Like, she was clear about it. She keeps a up gallop. with it, too. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what makes her so exceptional. I, I mean, maybe maybe this whole thing was just like a physical trial. Can you? Are you worthy of <laughs> you pestilence? Did it. You did it, Charlie. You can have my chocolate factory. <laughs> so that night, she tells him that if he means to keep her alive, I don't know why I like this part so much. Yes, I do. I know exactly why. She tells him that she needs to eat and sleep and drink and shit. Okay, pestilence. <laughs> All right. Bitches need to shit. Oh. Okay. That's why you like this book because <laughs> at some point she calls the toilet a shitter, and no, it to me, I don't do that, and I flinched when it that happened. Alarmed me. <laughs> me I was like, Stop it! <laughs> I didn't like that for the record. Um, yeah, no, but I I did like that she was frank about her bodily functions because she's not trying to impress him. Okay, then he makes her run some more. Um, my note is what she thinks is so cruel, but so hot, question mark, mm-hmm. because everything is. He's so mean. He's so terrible. He's so curt. He's killing everything that moves around me. And he's so hot. Look at his look at mm-hmm. his shoulders and how much bigger they are than his hips. Look at his belly button. How is that hot, too? Because <laughs> it's got <laughs> special markings. I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you. The tattoos were hot. There, I said it. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot to be horny for in this book. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's why, I mean, it was well written. I This was an ambitious book. I don't know if there's anything that could have made me fall in love with Pestilence, Same. one of the four horsemen mm-hmm. of the apocalypse. And I think that she took a big swing and she came pretty, pretty close. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. All right. Okay. All right. So they go to a house. Mm-hmm. I think the first house is an empty house, right? Yes. That's the one where she talks about shitting. <laughs> yeah. And he, he like ties her up and mm-hmm. she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. You have to help me. Oh, and he like he pulls down her, her pants for her. Yeah. Yeah. He watches her pee. <laughs> that's awkward. He first tells her like, you should just like pee yourself. And then yeah. um, because he wants her to suffer. But then he does help her pee. I really liked this just as a just as a I don't know I liked she started to tell him why she shot him in the face and lit him on fire and about her friends and about like drawing the match and you know like all she starts to explain everything but he's like why are you telling me this and she's like well I thought you'd want to know why I shot you and lit you on fire and he's like yeah duh I know because I'm killing everyone on the planet right that's my mission you're telling me for your sake, this has right. nothing to do with me. This mm-hmm. is because you want to make yourself feel better. So please shut up. And I, I really I I love like, that moment. Team pestilence. Like yeah. you are correct, sir. Well, and she acknowledges that um, in her inner monologue, mm-hmm. too. She's like, he's right. I, I am just trying to assuage my own guilt because I don't like the way I acted and, and what I resorted to. The brutality that I never thought I was capable of. And one thing that I do think this book is pretty good at doing is philosophizing without necessarily philosophizing about mm-hmm. like what it is to be human and mm-hmm. the links that you might go to in certain situations and like mm-hmm. what compromises you can make in a certain set of circumstances. It's a really meaty book in that way. And I think that a lot of those parts were really well handled. 
Oh, the other thing that I really liked about that chat that she has, because this is in a house with a lady in it, I think. And so they oh, like yeah, barge this one in is the, yeah. and she's like, get out of my house, get out of my house. And he puts her in a bedroom and he like tells her to sleep. And she thinks to herself, I'm bone tired, but there's no way I'm going to be able to sleep. Mm-hmm. Isn't this also after he drags her? Because the next day she yes. tries to run and she can't run. Yeah. It's through like snow. So there's that big run and then the empty house. Then there's a run mm-hmm. where she can't keep up and he ends up dragging her by her wrists. It is a right. big violent and a terrible, frankly. And uh, probably would have died. Definitely would have died. Yeah. She yeah. talks about having to hold up her head so that it doesn't become injured. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to keep that up for three hours? Good luck. Yeah. that's uh-huh. I've never seen a firefighter like that. Anyway. So they show up at this lady's house and the lady is like, get out of my house, blah, 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 blah. And he puts her into a room and he like stands there as this like angry sentinel and he's like, go to sleep. And she can't really sleep. And so that's when she starts talking about like why she mm-hmm. shot him and all the things. And they talk about that. He only refers to her as human, which is very important. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, what do I call you? Oh, Because she starts the whole conversation out saying, I'm Sarah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't care. Your name is human to me. I'm calling you human. And she's like, that's not my name, though. And it's a through plot throughout the book that only humans are obsessed with naming things. Mm -hmm. And so he's Pestilence the Conqueror. And she's like, why are you called that? And he's like, because you call me that. Humans call me that. I don't have a name otherwise. Right. And then... Isn't this where she runs away? Yeah, this is where she runs away. Yeah. So it's like oh, midnight times. He, he leaves a pitcher of water by the bed and she's like, did pestilence leave me some H2O? You know, That's I got so used sexy. to it in the book, but his name is like straight up pestilence. <laughs> but when you just said, did, pestil- did pestilence do this for me? I was like, Ugh. <laughs> But he did. Well, so she, in the midnight times in this night, yeah. he leaves for a part of the night and she crawls out the window and tries to run away. There's also a two-story drop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does do that. Like, think about that. She's been dragged all day from a horse. And she's been running. Anyway. She's run like 50 miles before that yeah. combined. She's athletic. I- <laughs> and so she sprints for the woods and he shoots her like three times in the back with arrows. With arrows. And then he comes up to her. Special and, like heaven arrows. And he rips the ordained arrows out of her flesh. Yeah. And like that, she talks about how that rips a bunch of shit out of her back too. Yeah, guys, if you get bing, boom, bong, if you get struck with an arrow, do not take it do out. Do not pull do not that take out. take that arrow out. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Keep that in. Yeah. Yeah, you can break it off, but do not take that out. I get that that was not his point, but, you know, like, yeah. if it's you, yeah. Well, he does say he wants to keep her alive because suffering is for the living. I really thought we were going to get more out of that at the end. Yeah. I thought there was yeah. going to be, like, some secret pestilency meaning behind it, and there's not. It's just something that he says. Anyway, so then he ties her back up to his galloping horse. My notes are incredible pain so bad melody laugh so (laughs) apparently i was so uncomfortable with that scene that i just started guffawing in my dining room because she's in a lot of pain (laughs) it's really painful it's terrible 
And then my note is, she wake up. Is Angel? Hold hand. Don't leave me. Is Pestilence? So mean, so hot. (laughs) (laughs) She wakes up and she sees this like beautiful blonde man. And she's like, are you in a bee angel? (laughs) He's like, nay, I am but Pestilence. Rock. That's right. I don't know. What, in what world she would be like a beautiful blonde man an angel <laughs> no well no. kind of it's that hot asshole you've been with okay but also like that's that's what's so interesting of this book is like the villain is god mm-hmm. the villain is horsemen's yes. sent by god right. to kill humans so in this mythology, in this book, if I woke up and saw an angel, I'd be like, fuck no, an angel! No! Like, get, get me away! <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But she's like, no, it's not an angel. It's pestilence, which is bad. And I'm like, angel would have been pretty bad, too. Like, yeah. angel probably would have stabbed you. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've read about Old Testament angels, but they were pretty mean. They're very serious, is what they are. If they're serious. Serious. They're serious angels. Uh, anyway, so she's like, oh, no. She pulls her hand away and she's like, so mean, so hot. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, I has bandage on me. Where I get bandage? Question mark. He bandaged her from the wounds that he caused. Yeah. And so her takeaway from this is that he has seen her titties. That would not <laughs> be on my radar at all. No. I would not be thinking about anybody's nipples. But also, like, Melody, it's never on your radar <laughs> who has seen your boobs. Fair. I get that objectively it would be on no one's radar, but you can't be used as the example. Correct. I am not. I am not a good <laughs> barometer. Not a barometer. Yeah, thanks. Okay. And then he tells her that he did banish her and to remember his kindness. That'll be another through line is like she keeps on. Being yeah. Like, remember my kindness. Well, and her being like, he's got a weird fucking definition of kindness. And that's true. So she hears like a moaning in the house and she completely ignores it and then keeps on calling him in. They, they fall into this rhythm where he leaves. He fucks off. She calls him in anytime she has to pee. And then he helps her to the bathroom and watches her pee. And then he. Oh, my gosh. The first time, though, you guys. He carries her and he does a big pick him up. Mm-hmm. She gets so close to his mouth. And somehow, this is my next note. Is Pestilence his real name? Is he going to be a duke at some point? What? what no. I said, what is she going to moan? <laughs> yeah, Turns and out she does guys, moan. Pestilence. Pestilence. Oh, <laughs> ew. Oh, lick my clit. Pestilence. <laughs> I didn't like it though. Like, <laughs> it was jarring when you said it out loud a few minutes ago, but in the book, I was like, you know what? I like that they weren't like, my real name is Greg. Like, you know, like, I, really, I like that the, that the whole time she had to face the fact that his na- he's pestilence. Yeah, you know? and I'm, like, I'm also, thank you, Laura uh, Thalassa, 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 that you did not have her do something cutesy like pesty because i would have murdered everyone i would have murdered everyone honestly i think i liked this book that could have ruined it it. oh yeah yeah pesty come on again i really feel like this book was a very delicate dance that was done very well it was and i still don't know how like one little thing like that could have sent it careening <laughs> off the edge. It's true. Like one tiny, 
tiny thing like that. So she finally feels better like three days later. She feels better enough to explore the house. And Mm -hmm. the dude who's living there definitely has the pustule messianic fever. And he is on his last legs. And so he is the last one in his family alive. And she's seen all the pictures of the little kids and stuff. It's rough. Boy, that was a rough for me personally me melody honestly this guy dying i think was the worst one for me this first one ruth was the worst one for me this one i thought was funny honestly just because she's like i am a first responder i am going to help him and so she just gets him drunk on on red label like she just she just gets him hammered this there's a lot of like this is what first responders do but it's like this is what humans do like this is what anyone would do like yeah. she never renders any first aid that i feel like is emt level right stuff like all she does is like bring people wet sponges and shit and get drinks which i feel like is i hope is what you or i would do in the same circumstance right? even though he was real gross and his pus was all over i don't give a shit you're dying i'm gonna give you some sort of well, I mean, she talks it. she's like he's so stinky like she right. says these things like it's really scary in there the whole family's dead he's the only one alive it's spooky but she's like, I'm a first responder and this is what I'll do. I would I would hope that it would be like, I am a human person. Yeah, I know. This is what I'll do. You know what she does do at EMT level, though, for this man? Hmm. Not only does she what? get him drunk, but she recites old white dude poetry at him. About death. Yeah, she recites Poe at his dying face. What are you, you doing? Guys, get that raven out of here. Listener. <laughs> If you are ever taken captive by Pestilence, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, yeah, get and ready. you do barge into my house and you're like, <laughs> I'm his girlfriend and we're <laughs> staying here, and I'm going to be dying in the house for a while, don't recite Poe. Don't recite or- death poems at me. No Shakespeare's at me, please. <laughs> no Blake. I don't just mm-hmm. say regular stuff or nothing at all. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay. Well... Everybody dies. And so Pestilence arrives as soon as the death is done. And he puts her on his horse with him. And my note is uh, swoon puke emoji. Yeah. This is the first day that she gets to ride with him. And she like feels his hand on her like. It was. That's the thing. Like her being kind of like sexy into him was way too early in the book for me. I think. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. Because I was just like, God, he just killed that house of people and it was so grotesque to watch. And like, it's not okay. Yeah, because this scene is essentially her saying, why did you save me? And then him saying, I didn't save you, human. I kept you alive to suffer. Now rub up on my pecs some more. And she's like, can't wait. I'm the cutest. I'm the cutest little Nemo on your anemone. Like that's, (laughs) it was a lot. It felt really soon. Yeah. Oh, and then this is when she finds out that he controls the plague. Right. Because she's like, why am I alive? I've been with you for more than four days. And he's like, you're not going to die of plague or any infection. Okay. So one of the, I did, I pulled out a section of the heroine's voice that I like, and it's not even the best one, but this is like an example. Mm -hmm. So Pestilence says, you know the rules. You run and my kindness ends. And her inner, inner monologue is, Kindness is chopping wood for the elderly couple who has neither the money nor the means to acquire it. Kindness is a warm hug or a soft smile. Kindness is not this fuckery right here. Like, so it's just, I don't know. Her voice was just fun. Yeah. Oh, and then it says, 
Okay, so she says something to him, and he's like, and I'm supposed to be insulted by that? He sounds genuinely baffled. If he's going to make me spell it out, then yes, he grunts. I'll try to remember that next time you cut me down with your scathing words. I can just about feel his pleasure at his little comeback. Good one, horseman. You really got me by the tits this time. <laughs> like, I just like it. Anyway. So then they go to this house where he's like, he's like naked. I think it's the next house is an empty house. Oh, yeah. He loves bathing. It's like the cold house. Yeah. Yeah. Where they take baths and then they like have a fire. And this is the house where he like puts on a lumberjack outfit. Yes. I don't know why, though. And he walks around naked in front of her. So now she can see that he has these like tattoos that are like golden and shiny they glow yeah and they're in a language she's never seen before oh this is the house where it's like is he gonna rape her because oh, yeah remember he's like walking around naked and then mm-hmm. he's like take off your shirt and she's like am i about to get raped yeah. by this horseman and she's like i'm not taking off my clothes and he's like take off your clothes right now and she's like no 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 and then he like forces her on the couch like i knew that he obviously this is the hero but that's got to be like that's legit scary mm-hmm. i'm gonna make like, you suffer he said yeah and he like cuts her clothes off and he forces and her on the couch he, like, face down yeah because what he wants to do is tend her arrow wounds that he did put there listener yes he did forget yes so she does a big swoon because he tends her again and she like has to sit up and he sees her tits again or whatever (laughs) and then is there a bath time for her there was there was a bath time for her at one of these houses where he like stood there and watched her in the bathtub with like completely dispassionate expression like had no registering that and that's the thing he keeps being like your modesty is confusing and strange to me why are humans like that and he doesn't understand why being naked is a problem and she's like oh my god put on some pants sort of stuff right but he like watches her bathe i think this might be one of the in in one of those bath scenes he like scrubs her back for her where the wounds are yes which is like kind of like a sexy that he's being nice to her sure it wasn't sexy for me yet. Yeah. For like a long time. Yeah, because this is the one where he talks about how like it's so gross and weird that toilets are next to bathing areas right. in human households or I guess in at least like Canadian and American households. And he's like, this is disgusting how humans do this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, where are the toilets in heaven? Like <laughs> That really like made me a big confused because you know like if he okay so he's very like don't put the toilets next to the bathtubs and it's like in heaven he has like a different body and he's like a whole different thing that we can't mm-hmm. even comprehend but this specifically offends him implying to me that, that he in knows heaven, they do have buttholes <laughs> but like just buttholes that would confuse us <laughs> and then i was like well, what are they and where do they put their toilets like I feel like, I guess it would be like maybe in its own special room. Yeah. Like a di- like there would be two separate rooms. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're just going to stick a toilet in another room, I feel like any other room is just as offensive. There's like a toilet room and then there's a bathtub shower room, I guess. I guess. I guess. Did I ever tell you about that B&B we stayed in that just had the toilet just sitting out no. there? No. <laughs> no. David and I stayed in this B&B that was like, there was a room that was like the lovers suite or whatever. So we we're like, Is sure, that I what guess. lovers do? <laughs> yeah. Th- so there was a bathroom that had a shower and a sink and that had a door. And then 
right outside it was just a straight up toilet and it had a curtain that you pull around it and it was like an iridescent curtain like that you could see through from like you could see from the bed to the toilet that is a very particular kink Uh (laughs) uh-huh we were stuck in this quote-unquote honeymoon suite in like a person's house that like wouldn't stop selling us doTERRA all weekend and like anytime anyone had to poop we had to be like hey go to the sweetheart wouldn't you like to walk (laughs) the grounds (laughs) so awful like you're laying in bed watching tv and then you have to pee you just have to get up and then like just while making full eye contact with your partner pee (laughs) at least make the curtain opaque yeah (laughs) the lovers sweet Wow, they only wow. got three stars Hell on yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> also, the doTERRA was a little bit much. Okay, all right, okay. So anyway, he was confused by that, which made me very confused, the toilet <laughs> bathtub thing. I love it when your brain goes down little logistical rabbit holes. Well, I mean, it does imply that they have buttholes in heaven, right? <laughs> yes, I am with you. But he's only in this body because we can't comprehend his heavenly body. His heavenly butthole. <laughs> yeah. But it still has a butthole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But she does. But yeah, <laughs> she does say this thing that was really great because he says that toilets are like vile, and she's like, "Your solution," because he wants to destroy all humans because they're all vile. Yeah, and he says that they should be moved further from the bathtubs, and she's like, "No, your solution would probably be to burn all the toilets because they're vile, and then we'd have nowhere to poop." Well, and then he goes, yeah. "Har har har! You're the one who just compared your race to hu- to toilets." Burp. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, he's got me there. Yep, he's he's so smart. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, during this whole bath thing, she's like, you can leave because I'm I'm not going to go anywhere. And he's like, that's what you said last time. She's like, what about all the other times that you said I could pee and you didn't have to watch me? And he's like, you were too weak then. Right. Anyway, she looks at him and she's like, please leave. And this starts this whole thing throughout, like, probably a half of the book, where anytime oh, she says, Oh, it's still please, going at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime she says, please, he does the exact opposite because he wants her to suffer. And Well, and he said, please, please don't oh, that's set right. me on fire. And then she did set him on fire. Yeah. So he's going to do the same to her. Yeah. Okay. So the next morning, they ride out. This is the hot chocolate situation. Where she offers him hot chocolate and he's like, no, I don't indulge in things because when once you, this is true though, once you indulge in one thing, you're going to indulge in all the things. He has one sip of hot chocolate and then he's like banging bitches. He's eating grilled cheese sandwiches and oh, yeah. pies and all kinds of shit. He was right. But anyway, it's he true. doesn't want to taste the hot chocolate because he doesn't indulge in things. But he fakes like he's going to and then he pours he it all pours out. pours it out. Straight up the meanest thing he does to her. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> well, because she's like kind of starving a little bit. Like on the second day when she was running, he just threw a loaf of bread and a bottle of Worcestershire sauce at her. Yeah, and that was one. like, you'll have to eat these on the run. He doesn't understand what humans eat. Yeah. At one point when she was convalescing, he brought her dried pasta. Uh-huh. Good yeah. stuff. So this hot chocolate is a big win for her. That's true. 
Okay, so then we go through like Wait. This is also when she names the horse Trixie, Trixie Skills. <laughs> yes. I really liked it. All right, okay. Me too. Okay, so then we go through a series. It really is just like we're writing, now we're at a house. We're writing, now we're at a house with people. And let's skip ahead to the house with the family. I really don't want to. Which one? Yeah, there are two. So content warning, content warning, big old giant content warning death of children on page they go to a house she now realizes that every time they stop at a house the occupants definitely die and i'm like it took you a while to figure out that pestilence is still spreading plague like he has been well it took until like chapter five where he's like i spread the plague and she's like oh yeah what so wherever you go it does get plague (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah she nurses this whole family and it's awful and we like watch the little boy and the little girl as they you know what i don't want to so then they leave just let's just not but you guys just know like he is completely not sad by this like he makes a comment where he's like i don't enjoy watching them die but i have a task to do yeah so like It's interesting. This is one of the things that is interesting to me about the book. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of compassion for pestilence, Mm -hmm. but I also don't see pestilence as a human. Like, I don't really have a lot of blame for pestilence either. Right. To the extent that he is an entity created by God to do a task and he's doing his task and he doesn't feel remorse about it. Right. I'm not mad at him. Right. I'm mad at the situation. But she's mad at him, I think, because he's hot. Yeah. You know, she's seen him show some kindness to her. Right. So he, she knows it's in him. You know, I think she has a lot of conflicting feelings. But I, at this point, like, I'm not I'm not pissed off at pestilence in the same way that I wouldn't have been sad about dousing with gasoline and lighting a match. Right. To the extent I was dumb enough to think that would kill him. Correct. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. But that's also complicated by the fact that she is interacting with him like she would any other human, you know, like, right. I think that's one of the reasons that the, oh my God, he's so hot thing was so pervasive because it was, it was Mm -hmm. one way to concretize the fact that for all intents and purposes, he seems human Mm -hmm. and yet he's doing this thing to humanity. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, and then they kind of joke around like, oh, is that supposed to insult me sort of things like that? Those sorts of lines were confusing to me because it's like, well, is he something that can be insulted? Right, right. You know, like, and that does come out later on in the book. He's like, I've never had a body like this before. And I've never, I've never been immersed in humanity in a way in which I interact, essentially. And so now Mm -hmm. that like now that he has this body and I'm skipping way ahead, but now that he has this body, he is starting to feel feelings and boners and other stuff that he hasn't ever felt before. I think if it were clearer to me earlier on in the book that having a body was pretty foreign to him and that this was the first time he was shoved into Mm -hmm. a human body. Um, and that this was the first time he was interacting to with a human yep. and that these emotions were curious to him earlier in the book. I think that I would have felt differently when they had these kind of like 
jabby interactions and when she did kind of blame him for killing people because i i kept i kept not being on board with her whenever she'd be like oh he's this kind of man i'd be like he's not a man sarah right what makes you think he has a dick like yeah he might be like the 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 metatron like the the um the dogma version yes the dogma version where (laughs) they're just ken dolls down there yeah yeah i completely i i feel exactly the same way Okay, so then we go through a bunch of other things. Basically, the rest of the plot is we stay at a house, we get attacked, we stay at a house, we get attacked kind of situation. I think the next thing that happens is Vancouver. Is that right? Yes. So they go to Vancouver. Well, there are a couple of things that happen. Like he eats pie, which I, I'm sorry. I, it is important. Nope. I was fucking livid at that. Were you so mad? Uh-huh. That he was eating all her pie? Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, but so is she. That was one of the things I really liked about no, this but heroine. She, wasn't. she really wanted him to try no, it. She was so Canadian about it, though. She was like, oh, you want some pie? Sure, you can have some pie. I would be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You told me seven times you're not interested in eating. You're not going to start with fucking <laughs> pie. You're not going to start with the one apocalypse pie I found in the last decade. Fuck you right in your face. Get the fuck away from my pie. You can try some baked beans next time. <laughs> That's right, what okay. happened. She, wa- she was mad. She's not where Melody is right no. now. But she was pretty mad that he ate all of her pie. She was but mildly this is the first resentful. time he's like indulged in anything ever, yeah, I think. That's true. I was just like, Sarah, you are not at my level about apocalypse pie particularly so he does do that and they like they start sort of um melting toward each other a bit they're they're having more companionable moments he's not they're having like moments where they like might smooch yeah kind of sort of moments like they had one of those after the pie i think right so then they do go to vancouver and then in vancouver (laughs) they get attacked they get ambushed. Everybody's yes. like, we have all the guns and we're ready to use them. Bang, bang, bang. bang we're bang, Vancouver. Bang. He, yeah. And so he pushes her off that horse. She starts doing some first aid question mark. Uh, she sort yeah. of like puts her hand onto a bullet wound. And that's all I could discern with her first yeah. aid. But putting your hand onto a bullet wound is a great way great first start yeah to first step. start to do something about a bullet wound right so everybody's like pestilence goes off he's shooting arrows everywhere it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah zip zoom and she's administering first aid he comes back around on his trusty steed and she moves she away tries from, to run well no first she moves away from everyone so that he can easily pick her up and then yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> She's like, the horse is coming to me so quickly. Runsies. So he scoops her up off the ground like a trick pony show. They start galloping toward an island. And then the horse gallops over the ocean. And she's so enamored of this. Yeah. Well, how else? I mean, here's the other thing. This is a four horseman. Wouldn't it be great if he just straight up took a plane? (laughs) I mean, right? No, I bought this ticket. Thank you very much, American Airlines. <laughs> I will. I paid you will have to good show me money to my seat for this. Yes, ticket. everyone on this plane I, will die, but not before I land in London. That's right. <laughs> I got a Massachusetts ID for this shit. You think it was easy at that DMV for a horseman? <laughs> a <real ID. laughs> 
to learn how to drive for this. Okay. Yeah. Uh (sighs) Anyway. Okay. Once they hit that island, he slumps over because he has been shot everywhere. All the places. He's just been shot all over the place. So she then freaks out. This is the start of Sarah being absolutely fucking ridiculous. She looks at this dude (laughs) who she quite literally shot in the face and then turned into a crispy critter with real flames. And she's like, oh, no, there's bloods coming out of his chest. Oh, no. And I'm like, you know, this motherfucker's going to regenerate. What is your issue? He can't die. I guess that he's feeling pain. Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've given birth twice with no meds, but like everybody feels pain. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Also, but he has he's not a human. Sad. He's not I, a human. I get it, but I think that that was the thing is she was worried he was in pain. Oh my God. Anyway, she keeps on trying to use the bandages. She's inevitably going to need the next time he shoots her with arrows on him. Yes. And he's like, uh-huh. Sarah, my body's currently... That was, that was deeply stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> she does, however... Introduce him to alcohol, which was very fun. Yes. Because it has the same effect on horsemen as it does to everybody else. They get drunk together. She makes some actual boiled pasta. It's great stuff. He's having trouble getting those noodles onto a fork. And so she does. <laughs> she does help she, him get those she noodles She gets up behind him and she does that, like, here's how you shoot your pool cue situation, except with noodles on a fork. <laughs> Only it's with noodles. <laughs> Which, like, I don't care if anyone's going to help me with pool, but if somebody wants to help me get my noodles in my mouth up there. <laughs> Same. <laughs> although, although, wait, I would accept genuine help getting more noodles. However, if some man came up to me and said that my noodle forking was wrong, <laughs> I would go- Hi, this is how you do spaghetti. I, I would stab him you. in the face. <laughs> Big I started shank. to be like, I will accept help with my... And then I imagined it, and I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then they do have an almost kiss, and mm-hmm. uh, it's hot. It is hot. Yeah. It ends, I think, because she says, please, mm-hmm. right? She really wants him to kiss her. And yeah. he's like, Wah, what am I doing? I am horse. They have snuggled before. Because he got, she got hypothermic before this. Oh, yeah, he ran her until she got hypothermic. And so he had to snuggle her to warmth again. Yeah, she kept being like, I'm cold. I'm freezing to death. Yeah. And he kept being like, sure, sure. (laughs) And then she did almost die. Yeah. So, man, it's so they've had that abuse, you guys. Yeah. And so then they go riding again and they're riding on the oceans and then they go Mm -hmm. into the campings. No, this is where she like tries to vomit in the ocean and then like oh, yeah. falls off the horse because she's so hungover oh, from God. the alcohol the night before. <laughs> right. And he thinks she's trying to kill herself. Right. But she's like, no, I just had to vomit in the ocean. It's a big misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I also really like that she just, she's like, Bleh, in the ocean. Because it's like she was so drunk and it's like she's riding like a yeah. mythical, like, like God horse over the, like, that's got to be very jostly. It's over true. the waves of the ocean. Like, I've seen Frozen too. I know. That looks like a lot of speed and a lot of bumps. And she was just like, Bleh, tequila. Bleh. <laughs> and she's so uncoordinated. She falls into the ocean. Uh, 
Yeah, and so uh, he like he her. like shakes her and he's like, I will not let you kill yourself. And she keeps on being like, yeah, I like, wasn't. wasn't I'm to. so not. <laughs> just, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But at this point, he's still telling her, I'm not going to let you kill yourself because I want to torture you. Yeah. But he hasn't tortured her in like so long. You it's guys. been like two and a half Besides days. Besides the unintentional hypothermia, he has not tortured. <laughs> but that's like a long time for pestilence to not torture that's anyone. That's true. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a half-life of the virus. True. Like, You're right. You're right. Okay, so then they do go to that camping. They they go to an outpost, and um, he bends all the guns. <laughs> <laughs> he just bends them. He ties all the guns into little pretzel nuts like a cartoon. <laughs> Like a loony he ties tune. the guns into knots like he's um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's Elmer like Fudd time. Bugs Bunny getting that waskily wabbit. like bending the gun back toward <laughs> Elmer Fudd. That's all I can think about. <laughs> he hates guns, you guys. Yeah. Because they keep shooting him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then she's like, I think that I would think you'd like guns because that don't you want all humans to kill ourselves and each other? And he's like, hmm, Sarah. Like, oh, yeah, great. That's a great you point. You give me much to think about, which he's always saying. <laughs> now I have much to think about. Um, so then there's this tent situation. No, they're at the campfire and they're doing campfire things and they talk about theologies yeah. and God. Yes. And is God a man or a woman? And he's like, har har, gender norms. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. All right. Pestilence semi-woke, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, great. But at some point we get clear here. I don't know if it's this conversation or another theology conversation that like people have a chance to get better yeah. before the rest of those horsemen. Like they, they've got to shape it up before like death gets there. And he's like number four. Yeah. It's like pestilence, and there's war, and then there's like the other one, and then there's death. Yeah. So this is my other issue with the book in general, is that on the one hand, he says like, yes, humanity has to shape up and they have a chance, right? But one, there's no rubric that's given how, how humanity shape up. Oh, like God has ever given rubrics? How Melody shape up. How Melody make sure be better. Melody want no. Melody want do. God didn't give out a rubric before Great Flood. He was just like, Noah, get everybody on the boat. And everybody was like, we're living our lives completely <laughs> unbeknownst to anyone. And God was like, flooded, you're all bad. Like, come Yeah, on. no, I hear you. Rubrics are not really the, the, the forte of the Old Testament yeah. God. Okay, but on the other hand, there are several times where either one pestilence sees and agrees that some people are in fact good people that he meets and then he kills a fucking plague so like what did rob and ruth ever do except be super nice to you and feed you tea and talk to you about god and show you true soulmate love and then you murdered them anyway, even though they were a shining example of like what good humans are, right? Right. And then two, there's another person who like straight up tries to give him some bitches later on. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's like, 
like, I was thinking maybe I could give you these three bitches and then you could spare the rest of us. And and Pestilence is like, oh, this is so insulting. Why don't you spend that time praying to God? Duh. And I'm like, what do you mm-hmm. want from us? Just tell us what you want and then we'll do it. Probs. That's true. But like, you know, it's ineffable and stuff. Like, I listen, while I was frustrated by the situation, it didn't seem... Out of the like, ordinary, sure. Out of character. <laughs> like, you know? No, but killing Robin Ruth did. We'll get yeah, to it. And, and we'll I get mean, to it. I, I meant out of character for God. No, no, I know. I, I, know. I don't mean for him. But like, yeah, at the end, at the end, when you look back on Robin Ruth, you're like, damn, like shit. Because for a lot of this book, I was like, he doesn't have a choice. He kind of has a choice, but he mostly doesn't have a right. choice. He's a, he's a Terminator. He's an autonomous. Yeah. He's he's going, you know, he's a robot. He's he's just killing. Right. And I wish I wish he would have learned that he could make the cho- because she tells him you can make the choice. And he's like, no, I can't. But I feel like he does know that physically he can make the right. choice. And I wish he would have learned that he physically like he, I wish he would have overpowered something within him physically to start making the choice to not kill people mm. as well as emotionally. Does that make sense? Uh, no, because it seemed like always he I didn't realize until later that he always knew he could be like, no, Ruth, I'm not going to kill you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did know that because he was making the choice he constantly her. to be like, nope, Sarah, I'm not killing you. In fact, I'm going to help you yeah. fight off the pneumonia and I'm going to help you fight off the infection in the arrow wounds I gave you. And I'm going to help you fight off all this other shit. Yeah, you're right. But I hear you. You wanted some sort of like concrete trigger. Yeah, like thing he had to struggle against that wasn't just, do I want to kill these people? Yeah. Because it was so easy for him to make that choice with her. Right. Because later on, like the climax of the book is that he decides that he doesn't want to leave her because they get super attacked and he doesn't want to leave her. And so... He just like stays in this mansion where she's convalescing. But up until this point, it's been like Pestilence is riding through North America. And within like a five mile radius of where he is, everybody gets sick or something. Mm -hmm. But then she learns that he can just like be in Seattle and send his Pestilence to Mexico. And like it's and it's whether or not he chooses like he chooses the radius whenever Mm-hmm. So, like, his power in general just, like, doesn't, there are no rules for it. And that didn't make any sense to me because, like, if there are no rules, then how how do you explain or understand the objective? Like, is right. is the almighty whatever, is the God's objective that he take this circuitous route so that humanity does have time to shape up? If that's the case... Is he breaking rules by sending this plague all the way down to Mexico with a snap of his fingers? Honestly, like, I, don't... I think God was pretty unclear with him as God is pretty unclear with everybody. Sure. But I do think that the plan here is because what we learn is that the the night that he went to get her in that tent after she shot him and set him on fire, that God put a symbol on her tent that said mercy. Right. So my thought is God kind of wants these horsemen, like God's sending these horsemen down like canaries in the coal mine 
to be like, how bad are they really? Like, if I send these guys down, can humanity convince these guys to stop? Oh, interesting. And God signaling, like, don't kill this one. And that's why he spared her. Um, but it was a choice he made. He didn't have to spare her. Right. So I think that's how this is going to end up. Oh, that's an interesting take. Because I feel like a book series where God's just like straight up the villain isn't gonna, like, I, I feel like that's not how it's going to conclude. Yeah. I, I feel like God's going to have wanted these horsemen to turn it around. Well, and I was wondering throughout the whole book if there was something in the horsemen that God wanted changed or redeemed or tested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it's it a two-way street. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. All right. So then they go to Seattle, maybe. Oh, wait. No. So they're at this campfire, yeah. and they're talking about big theologies. Oh, yeah. They smooch. They do a big makeout, and it's like a, he picks her up and takes her back to the tent kind of makeout. Yeah. And then I think she's like, please put your dick in me, and then he sobers up again. And he, Is that what happens this time? It might be. I can't remember how they. Or maybe she stops it, and she's like, "I can't make out with the literal plague." Mm -hmm. Something happens. Yeah, that's it. She just kind of pushes him back, and she's like, "This is a bad idea." That's why I don't want to make out with the plague. (laughs) This is bad. Yeah, he is so hot. He's so he's such a foxy plague. So then he does an all night sulk, and I'm pretty sure this is where they go to Seattle, and she finds out that during the all night sulk he like rode ahead of her and murdered all of Seattle. Yeah. Cause he just like, doesn't want her to see the death anymore. No, which is he like... doesn't want them to be attacked. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. So then as they're riding through Seattle, she's like, stop, there's a person on that corner who needs a tissue. Stop. There's a person on a park bench who I need to like burp. No, it's bad. You guys, she's like, <laughs> She's like administering first aid and pain meds to people as they go. And finally, he's like, you cannot do this in every city we go to. You're slowing me down. And that's an interesting wrinkle, too, because she she decides at some point not to run away from him, because if nothing else, she is slowing him down. And that Mm -hmm. is good for humanity. So that that made a lot of sense. Which reminds me that. It was so she, they had a smooch before past drunkenness, but before campsite where she was like, nope, don't want to smooch you. You're pestilence at the campsite. It was when he like kind of told her he loved her and he asked, is this love? Oh, yeah. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. no. This is lust. And, it, and then he's like, lust. That's one of those sins. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, nope. And then when they get to Seattle, she's wondering if him like kind of falling in love with her. He she thought maybe it would like slow him down, but then like later on she's like maybe it's helping him kill quicker. Yeah. Like then it becomes kind of like is his loving me like a good thing or a bad thing? I can't quite figure it right. out. Because he's also like running ahead to kill more people before they get to, you know, so it's kind of yeah, like Yeah. Completely. Oh yeah. There's there's also a whole bunch of him being like, "Sarah, I look at you and I feel, I don't know what I feel. And boner? all of my notes are all caps. It's a boner. Boner. <laughs> Edward, come it on. You've been around a while, Edward. You, Jeez. You had to have been making one person sick when they got a boner. Like, you know, you have to know what this is. Okay, then they stop at the mean man's house. Hashtag justice for the mean man. Oh, shit. I, listen, 
hot takes from Aaron. I get Aaron. that he's like a wife abuser, maybe, or something. He's definitely a whole family he's, abuser. He's bad. Like, okay, let's just shove that all. Here's the thing. The fact that we, all right, we're going into this guy's house. We're killing him and his family. He, spoiler alert, guys, he tries to kill her because she's like a whore for the play. Right. Okay. I, listen, I'd be pretty mad at her too. Yeah. If she came up in my house smooching on the plague and she doesn't get the plague and you're killing my kids yeah. and I'm got, I've am got i got the plague and so do my kids and you guys just like hang out and like giggle in my kitchen yeah. and like smooch each other on the neck, I'd be pretty pissed too. And if I can't kill him, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit, I think as the book went on, the people get, I mean, Ruth and Rob aside, the people get a little less innocent and a little more icky mm-hmm. as Pestilence is killing them to make the reader feel a little bit better about Pestilence. Right. And I think it's a little bit, I didn't like it because I felt like he's killing a lot of innocent people off the page. Yeah. And it's like a writing device, you know, like to make the people bad. Yeah. So like he's written as some kind of abuser. Like if you push that out of your mm-hmm. mind, like I no justice for family abusers. But if you push that out of your mind and just make this a regular guy with a regular family, I'd shoot her in the face. Totally. Like, I, like justice for that guy. Like, I would shoot her in the face all day long and then just be like, do do your worst, Pestilence. Yeah, I, like, already I killed your me. girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, she's the worst. Yeah. From his perspective. No, I hear you. And that is completely true. Especially, oh, God, I sort of wanted to skip this whole thing just because that scene where the mom comes out. And she's trying to figure Awful. out what she can do to save her kids. She's like, what kind of deal would, did you make with him? What did yeah. you give him? What can I do? Like, if I go bang pestilence, like, will that save my children? It's awful. It's horrendous. And it's almost like the author made him an abuser to make this, like, okay in some way. And it's, like, super not. No. Like, no. Especially uh, the thing about this fuckhead, right? The author did a really good job of making this guy a total fuckhead because... The scene, as the scene plays out, he basically baits Pestilence into killing him quickly so that he doesn't have to experience Mm. the same plague that he knows his wife and two sons are going to experience. And that's its own, like, level of how dare you in my brain. But it's supposed to make you feel better about Pestilence and what he's doing and... uh, his mission and like maybe humanity deserves it and all that kind of thing. And all I could mm-hmm. think about was that sweet mom and her two kids. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. No. I mean, that's the thing about this whole thing is like the kids didn't even get a chance to do anything wrong. Like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So then we go on. There's more that happens. And then they, they crash at this little old couple's house. And we talked about them a bit earlier. It's Robin Ruth. And they're the picture of light and sweetness. What? Can I just say that Nick calls her a plague fucker? And I thought that was a oh, hilarious yeah. insult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I just saw it yeah. on the page as I was flipping. Yeah, plague anyway, fucker. Robin Ruth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Robin Ruth just, like, welcome him in. They're like, there's a horseman here. Better get him tea. Can't wait. And they're, like, quizzing him about religions. And, you know, they have a long conversation into the night. And... They're worried about her. They're like, are you here? Are you okay? Is he forcing you to do things? Yeah. Is is there anything we can do to protect you if you need it? But also, if not, we respect your choices, blah, blah, blah. They're like 
plague's yeah. not the worst way to go. You know, we're fine with it. We've lived a long life. We're cool. Meanwhile, I was like, Rob, you have grandkids. What are you saying right now? But I also, yeah, I get it. But it's part of the villain, quote unquote, in this book being God. Like, yeah. they, they put on the page that these, these two are very devout Christians. Right. And so if this is God's will. Right. That this guy's going to ride through here. If God has sent this, you know, I don't know what he is. I don't know if he's an angel or a demigod or, you know, but whatever, an agent of the Lord here to do the God's will. And he's knocking on my door. Yeah. Yeah. You give him tea like that. That's that's what you do. That's the hospitality that you would show to one of God's angels, even though that angel is there to kill you because that's the plan. Yeah. If that's the plan, you got to go with the plan. And it's a level of faith that, like, I I don't understand. Yeah. But I thought it was very beautiful, you know? No, it was. It was gorgeous. I, this part made me cry, like, in a in a pretty way. Yeah. Like, not in a sorrowful way, but just, like, in a, wow, this is, this is really peaceful. I thought you meant that you were pretty when you <laughs> cried. That you had a pretty cry. And I was like, Melody, I have seen a bitch cry. <laughs> it ain't pretty. Neither of us are pretty criers. Nope. Nope. No, we're the snarfly criers. <laughs> Stop Last all night I watched the preview for the the new Pixar film, and David walked in, and I was sobbing. And he's like, "What did you do?" I was like, "What the trailer for the new Pixar movie?" And he just he wanted to be a jazz musician, and then he died. Oh god, we're all splotchy. <laughs> It's going to be just like up, you guys. I'm not going to do it. It's going to be just like that. All right. Okay. So anyway. Anyway, they just love each other so much. And they're just like totally resigned to their fate. And they snuggle until um, they leave this mortal coil. And and pestilent. And they like give her big, big inspirational talks. Ruth is like, show him the good side of humanity. You show him the beauty of that pussy, Ruth says. You show him. Kind of what I was saying earlier. (laughs) I didn't even hear you. I was looking at my book. Listen, Ruth did not say that. What Ruth said is what she said. What I was saying earlier is like he's he's here for God, and you shouldn't blame him for what he's doing. They pray for the horseman and for her. Yes, and it's okay to love him if you love him. That's okay. And it helps Sarah out a lot when she gets her lady boners um, to not feel so guilty about it. Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> anyway, it's gorgeous. I cried, whatever. So then the next big and thing that happens. Pestilence buries them in the backyard, too. Yeah. I don't Why? care. Pestilence? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is the other thing. Oh, my God. This was so funny to me. So while they're fully, you know, all boiled up, he comes into her room while she's sleeping and he's like, I feel so many things and I don't know what to do about it. And blah, 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 blah. I feel so weird when I'm around you. I think it might be a boner, but I don't know what that is. Uh-huh. And then there's another time when he like comes into her room and he tries to make some moves on her. And she's like, not while there's a sweet old couple dying in the next room that you killed. I was, I was all, I, I was, this, this is sex that inconveniences the elderly in the most (laughs) way. I was like, hard limit, hard limit on the page, cannot, no. Don't you dare make that headboard hit the wall that joins their room. Don't you fucking Uh dare. I just, 
I just announced, I just <laughs> found out about this hard limit two books ago, and here it is again. My God. So anyway, he he kills them dead. He kills them. He watches them die. He like st- sits there like a scientist with an experiment, like watching them have their final moments together to the point that she has to like pull him away and be like, let them have their couple time before you murder them. Then he does the magnanimous thing by burying them in the backyard. Pestilence, you're such a fucking hero. He was watching them be actively in love because he'd never seen two people love each yeah, other before. Great. Good job. And he didn't know it was rude to stand there. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I know. That's, I, that's that his, was, that's, was on the page. Deal. That's what happened on the page. You yes. were correct, Aaron. So -hmm. then he does do them that big favor of burying them. However, once they get back into that house, it seems like he might have buried them for him because it is on TM and he didn't want to try to put the moves on Sarah. He basically buried them to like get the stink out of the house (laughs) so that they could do sex in there. Yes! Mm. So right after this couple dies, they go to fuck town together. Mm-hmm. And it's his first time. It happens. He's a big old heavenly virgin. Well, he yeah, he's he snuck into her room and did that night confession. Yeah, it's so I told him about that. Where she was asleep. Yeah, okay. But like, okay. But he says he like loves her and so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful night confession. It's a beautiful listen, we didn't I'm have- having a hard time seeing past everything else now that I'm talking about it. It was beautiful when I read it. <laughs> Fair enough. But now that I'm reliving yeah. it, I'm fucking mad. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say he does do a whispered night confession yeah. at her about how pretty she is and stuff. And then while he's inside her, he's like, this isn't lust. This is love. Tell me. No, that's later. So he fucks her real good. He's like doing, he's doing a pound it <laughs> into her vagina. He's just pounding away. Okay. And it's great. It's fine. It's good stuff. Sarah thinks yeah. to herself. She thinks to herself, good stuff. Ooh. B plus. Good. Does she think good stuff? A plus? <laughs> or is it way But You guys, this is very well written. Okay. It's, it's well written. Melody doesn't want it to be. She doesn't want to acknowledge that it did things to her, but no, it did. No, it did. It absolutely I know that it did. did. It absolutely did. Okay. Then what happens? I think they get the big attack, right? Isn't it big attack time? Yes. Okay, yeah. so they go somewhere else. And uh, Seattle, right? No. Seattle was No, they're already in the Seattle. Desert town. Where do they go? Yeah, so guys, while he's pounding her right in the her vagina, he cannot <laughs> <laughs> he cannot go down to right ahead. That's the issue. Is that if he's going to do that pounding and then the snuggling, he cannot ride ahead and fix all of his pestilency problems. Right. So he does kind of put her life at risk yeah. to keep pounding her at yeah. night. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So he goes into this city and there is a bomb. And it, they get bombed. They get roadside bombed. Oh, the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. They get roadside bombed. It's right after she's telling this hilarious joke about a rat attacking her and making the oh, fire about how she murdered a bunch of rats yeah. with like a Molotov cocktail and a, like a flamethrower. She like how she improvised a flamethrower to burn a bunch of rats in her apartment. No, I thought this was a firefighting nope. story. Nope, she made the fire alarm go off in she, her own apartment because uh-huh. rats came at her and she lighter and hairsprayed them flamethrower. Oh. 
She's a great uh-huh. firefighter. And he's like, ha, ha, and he's ha. Like, I know all about rats. Oh, 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 I did the plague. <laughs> Remember Black Yeah, Death? That was That's me. That's true. <laughs> Boom. No, they had the, the author had the opportunity for that joke and did not make it. And I was upset about it. Me anyway. Too. The bam, bang, boom goes yeah, off. Yeah, and Trixie, the horse, oh, is in full, like bunch of pieces. Poor that Trixie. horse, it's like that goat leg in Jurassic it Park. Is. Like that's that horse. Then okay, he's toast. He's a crispy he's critter. Got half a face. She's she's fine. fine. <laughs> she, the the one mortal the in this situation. What the fuck is that about? Fine. She's fine. Anyway, so then there's a big gang, and they all come up. And, uh, oh, we skipped another time. Doesn't matter. All right. We skipped the time where they tried to, like, pray to him and, like, give him a couple of bitches. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, I no. I talked about that already. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's a big gang, and they all come up, and they hogtie her because the media has gotten wind that there is a lady with him and that she is helping him. They don't know if she's a captive mm-hmm. or what, but they know she's helping him. Because there was another, yeah, there time, was another time where... Because there was another time where it was like pretty clear she was in league yes. with him. She pointed a gun at a bunch of humans right. in order to get to the immortal yeah. person. Instead of just like playing it fucking cool. Just play, play it, it cool. cool. Let him For 10 let him he's not gonna yeah, die. Let him dig himself out of his shallow grave. No worries. And then you mm-hmm. guys can abscond mm-hmm. in the night. It's fine. But yeah. no, she had to make a big hootie what's it's for him. But she says out like out loud that she would have shot people to yeah. get to him, and I'm like, oof, that's a big oof. Yeah, that's a bad look. Anyway, Sarah. Right. it's a bad look. So now she's hogtied. He's tied to a tree. They keep setting him on fire. There's like a kind of like a mini rape threat There's, where yeah. they're like, "What's so great about this vagina? Maybe we should all try it out." Right. But I do like, I do kind of know like, what, like what's so great about this vagina? Like, I would wonder that as Me well too. if I were a person. I wouldn't want to rape no. ever, but like, I would be like, "What's yeah? What's going her deal? on down there? You know? <laughs> yeah, what's her deal? <laughs> What you got going on, girl? <laughs> Let me know. You know, <laughs> everybody else is like, "You plague fucker!" Like, what's you? And then, like, we're just like going up to her, being like, "What's your secret? How did you get one of those horsemen? Is it vajazzling? I've heard about it." <laughs> Summer's Eve. Like, what are you doing? Okay. So then they, they walk her 40 <sighs> right. paces away, like 45 meters, they said it. No, 15 meters. What is meters? What is kilometers? <laughs> this whole thing isn't Canadian. <laughs> <sighs> it's very confusing. Then they it's do shoot true. her with a shotgun. Because they do. Oh, yeah, they do shoot her. But also, like, when she's running at the beginning and she's like, I ran 100 kilometers. I'm like, is that far? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't know either. Yeah. Anyway. anyway so, okay. Well, it's but, like. Yeah, they shoot her. They shoot her. So she's like It's dead. like three fifths of a mile is a kilometer. No. No, don't it's- do this now. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> we could have just moved on. Nope, 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 nope. Don't do this. We don't have don't to do be this. intellectuals anymore, Aaron. <laughs> nope, we don't. Just nope. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. There are so many international listeners to this podcast, and we get timed out 
every time. Like the time that I said that I couldn't take listening to the Kindle actor in the accent for longer because it was like hurting hurting my brain after a while to listen to the accent. And then all of our international listeners were like, oh, really? Like how you make up words and how you go so fast and talk over each other and how like none of your grammar is right. And I was like, Ooh. yeah, fair enough. Don't do this. Fair enough, listener. We hear you. Oh, like every episode you talk about miles and inches and we have to do math this one time? No, don't do it. You're going to anger them. Okay. Anyway, so then they set them on fire and then they fuck off like rational fucking humans. Although this is irrational because they know that he doesn't die. Yeah. These people no he doesn't die and they still do this and then leave i thought they were just gonna like keep him tied up and keep setting him on fire for eternity yeah i thought they were gonna like do a watch you know because yeah. there's like a dozen of them so they could just like have somebody posted there all the time just, just like shoot continuously him. lighting him on fire or just shoot him until and then shoot him shoot yeah sure that's yeah, fine when too. the gurgling but, like, becomes until... coherent shoot him again no no they just fuck off anyway yeah so then he comes over with his charred face and body. He looks like mm-hmm. a barbecue, you guys. He's no legs. I yeah. Think. Yeah. He's roughly no legs. Just torsos. Yeah. And he like carries her a place because she's losing a lot of blood or something. Maybe he does have legs. No, I know that he did carry her to legs. And he takes her to a hospital or something. Yeah, and he's like treat he's like, her, make her better. And like, no, we're not treating your girlfriend. Yeah, fuck that. And, like, fuck you're you. killing us. We don't want to. Yeah, no. And then he does and murder then he them super all. Super plagues them because they won't. Yeah, like wow. Mm-hmm. He keeps enough alive to treat her, and then he super plagues them, the ones that helped after they treat her. Yeah, it's a lot. Then, uh, gosh. Then this is when he takes her to this mansion. He finds a mansion. Yeah. She has like a death dream where she tells his brother death that she's like so in love with him. Oh, yeah, because she dies for a minute. Yeah, she does die. And then she like comes and back. And death, this was confusing to me because death is like, I could take you, but I'm so peaked. And so he drops her again. And I was like, peaked? That's yeah. not what that means. Because I thought he was saying like, but I'm so interested in seeing what happens. But peaked means like being resentful or like being a little irritated why would he give his brother i don't know what maybe he we'll wanted find out in his book though like i just kind of was like oh this is a little preview book, but i might yeah get it Aaron. <laughs> i mean i'm not really interested in war or whatever the other one is but like death kind of yeah so it's war bit. and then famine and then death mm. i don't think yeah i don't want famine i don't want either of I don't just, I don't want I'm just kind of interested in where she goes from here. Because it would have to be the same book again, you know? That's what fucking pisses me off. Okay, wait. Okay, we can't do that yet. We're going to do that in a minute. All right, okay, okay. okay. So the climax of the book is they go to this mansion. She recovers. It takes like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then when they do bone again, when she convinces him it's safe to pound her right in her vagina once more, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. he's like, I thought that you getting better would change my mind. But now I'm even more committed to my task. 
And then the next morning mm-hmm. she wakes up and goes to breakfast and there is a TV that magically works and she finds out that he has plagued all the way to Mexico from Washington. Because he's so mad. Yeah. He's so mad at those people for shooting yeah, her he's and a big for vengeance. saying that they would rape her and those people not treating her at the hospital. Yeah. He's like, humanity can go fucking die. And so he, he makes them die, basically. Yeah. So then she's like, you can't do this. I don't want to be with you if you're doing this. Like, I thought you were turning around and saving humanity and burr, burr, burr. And he's like, no, I'm definitely not going to do that. I've been telling you all book that I'm not going to change. What makes you think I'm changing? I've told you out loud to your face. I'm never going to change. I am pestilence. And so then she's like, fine. I'm she throws a table and then she leaves. She's fucking off. But then he grabs her and mm-hmm. he's like, no, don't leave me. And she's like, I have to leave you. You're pestilence. And I need no, to. He's like, you will not leave me. <clears throat> That's true. Like, it's he doesn't ask. He's very like, you are my prisoner. I'm going to keep you in this room forever. Yeah, yeah. So then he grabs her and he puts her in a room for eight days. Mm-hmm. Just bringing her food every and once And he's told her several times, you're going to be with me until the end of the world. You will be the last human alive. Yeah. Which is another thing I kind of super don't understand, because if Pestilence does his job, then all the humans are gone. So, like, what are those brothers going to do? That's my other question. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Why would there need to be, like, who's going to fight each other why in a brothers? war? Which is, again, why I think, I don't know why Pestilence hasn't seen the error in this plan. But that's why I feel like God's plan is to yeah. send down these brothers and have each of them. You know, like, that's why I think God's plan is different than what Pestilence thinks the plan is. Oof. Um, but I don't know why he thinks that war and famine need to come down if exactly. he's going to kill all the humans. Exactly. It makes no goddamn sense. Okay. So anyway, then eight days later, he comes in and he takes off his crown, which he has been wearing and taking off and putting back on every time they bone. P.S. He's been like, he's been like, you know what? I got to take it. out this crown. I got to put it on the bedside table while I put my dick in your vagina. Okay. Don't, mind Don't it. didn't mind it. I just thought it was hilarious. Okay, so then she he comes in and he lays his crown at her feet and he's like, "I surrender," is what he says. "I surrender. You're not my prisoner anymore. I don't want to fight with you. Basically, I'm done fighting with you." And she's like, "Great, I'm leaving then." And so she does. She leaves. And then the next chapter is weeks later. She's been on a big quest going back up to Whistler. And she finds out from an outpost person that nobody's been sick for weeks. And she's like, what? And then she finds out a little bit later, like maybe when she gets back to Whistler, that like nobody who got super plagued all the way down to California and Mexico, none of those people died. They miraculously recovered. Yeah. So he and she begged him to undo it. Like, unplague these people. And he's like, I can't. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Yeah. It's already been done. And then he did unplague those people after she left. Right. So she comes back to Whistler and, like, then it's, like, months or something. She just, like, starts being a firefighter again. Pestilence is gone. Nobody's seen Pestilence since she left him, essentially. Or even before. Right. Since, the, since they held up in that mansion. Yes. And so... Then all of a sudden, she's in her living room with her wine and her real housewives. And there's a Mm -hmm. knock, knock on the door. And Pestilence is there, but he doesn't have any of his regalia on. There's no armor. There's no crown. It's just the hottest man she's ever seen in a flannel 
and some jeans mm-hmm. and human boots and human boots. What are the difference between human boots and pestilence boots? I don't know. Me neither. Color? Heaviness. Is it like made out of angelic alligator? Like what? Maybe. What is a pestilence boot? Tell me this. When he goes up in there and he's like, I'm not pestilence anymore. Yeah. I'm just for you. I'm not going to do my job anymore. Right. Is he physically changed? No, because she still talks about him having all the same tattoos and all of that. So nothing has happened. He has just decided yes. not to do his thing. Anymore. Yeah. Okay. That's what's so confusing to me. I thought he was going to say, I had a chat with the with the big guy and he said, I'm sending you back as a human because you did fall in love. Honey, I don't think anyone chats with the big yeah, guy. I, guess I, I think I think I'm right about my God plan Yeah, because I, so I feel like he would have struck him down. Yeah, he would have smitten him. <laughs> Or they, or, you Smited know, we have a lot of listener. gender God conversations in this thing. But I, I feel like that's where this author is going. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um. Anyway, they're happily ever after. The epilogue is that oh, the epilogue is five years later because it's 10 years after the first appearance of the horseman. The first chapter was five years after the first appearance. And now this is five years later. So it's five years later, right? And they're married with kids. You know that because Pestilence trips over some kid toys, which is insane. The fact that like halfway through this book, Pestilence starts talking about having kids with her. He's like, "Have you ever yeah. thought about how we might have kids?" And she's like, "Oh uh, no. no, you can knock me up." And he's like, "Well, of course. Like I get drunk like a human. Why wouldn't I splooge like one?" It's like <laughs> uh, for every reason. Like, also, why would you want to bring kids into a world where there are no playdates anymore? Unless you're playing with yeah. a rotting corpse. And also, like, what? Ha- what were I needed more? This is. Look at this 180. I wanted more information about those kids. Not oh, shit. Are those angel I babies? Know. Are they immortal? Are they human babies? Are they What's demigods? Their deal? Are they those nilophilians? Are they pony you know, kids? When the angels had the, you know when the angels had the babies with the humans and God got mad? That was the flood thing? The nilophilians? I don't know anything about Somebody's that. Somebody's a Bible person and they're going to correct me hard <laughs> yeah, on they that. Are. But there were these like half angel, half people monsters and God hated it. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just worried that these are pony kids. Pony kids? Do you see what I did there? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> they're half horsemen and they're very young. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, Melody, did you think he was half horse the whole time? A horseman is just somebody that rides a horse. Oh no, Melody. Well, they only ride ponies, oh. I'll tell you that much. Okay. they haven't graduated to horse yet okay yep anyway so his whole deal is horseman alarm going off war is here okay war is here you guys it's time for book two but my this is what fucking pissed me off so we have got a lady who is legit banging a horseman he has said to her i surrender my horsemanship to you okay i am now yours god ain't got nothing on that snatch okay that is what's up i am gonna love this human for the rest of her days and yet Mm -hmm. they spent five years 
fucking off in the middle of nowhere Whistler and not telling people what they could be doing to stave off the apocalypse? Well, here's what I want to know. What is the security system on your cabin? <laughs> like, you guys better have Simply Safe for real. Because there are, you've made a lot of enemies, Hashtag my friend. Not an like, ad. <laughs> Simply Safe, get at us. We will advertise for you. <laughs> I love Simply Safe. <laughs> but, like, they, people are going to, people are going to come get you, yeah. horsemen. You've made a lot oh, of people no, very angry. Aaron, don't worry about it. His name is Victor now. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows anymore. <laughs> People love naming things. People are cool because now his name is Victor. We're fine. But that's the thing. He hasn't made a physical change. So he looks exactly like himself. He just doesn't have gold armor on. And like people in Whistler are cool with it. Like does he go get groceries and people are like, hey, Vic. Yeah. Like his horse is out in the front yard right now. Today. Like you have killed millions of people. A lot of people in this millions. town. Millions. In the world. But, like, just even, like, uh, out and about around Whistler. Because, like, those fire people come back and they're like, oh, yeah, Fireman Steve is dead. And so is Fireman Carol. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. And, like, (laughs) then she's like, oh, yeah, this is my new boyfriend, He does look a lot like a horse person. (laughs) But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He does have glowing tattoos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is uh, not human, <laughs> but like he's definitely not that horse. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. Anyway, so HEA, I guess she did her best with a concept that was completely unworkable, and I commend her for it. Yeah, you. It was a big swing, you know. Big swing, big swing, and she did a big lot of swing. cool stuff with it. A lot of a lot of good stuff with it. A lot of good sex. A lot of it worked for me. Not gonna you lie. Know, it's just I'm never yep. ever gonna find pestilence hot or desirable. It's just not. It can't. Did you have the feeling sometimes that his breath would be stinky? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's he the plague. He is the plague. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> All right. Do you have a lady love? Yeah, I do. My lady love. Because I've been experiencing a lot of anxiety recently why like not nah, right so <laughs> some of it is the state of the world some of it is also just like hormonal bullshit but i have discovered the wonders of cbd oil and wow has it revolutionized my life just like a tiny bit on days where on days where i wake up and One of my kids says or does something totally normal and my knee jerk reaction is just to like tense up and want to like scream. I walk over to my cabinet and I take my little dropper and I do a a few drops of CBD oil. And then all of a sudden I am reacting like a normal melody again. And it's crazy. It's great. That's my lady love right now. Erin does not endorse CBD oil because she is a soldier. That's right. <laughs> in, in the U.S. Army, I just want to That's say. That's right. Okay. My lady love is that McSweeney's article that went around the cult that was called An Evening of Carnal Delights Envisioned. Did you read this? No. Oh, it's incredible. You guys, Google up An Evening of Carnal Delights as Envisioned by My 10-Year-Old Self. It is the funniest <laughs> article in the history of time, but 
the 10 year old who is narrating this story um is in love with legolas from the lord Incredible. of the rings it's an evening of carnal delights with orlando bloom dressed in his full legolas uh, <laughs> <laughs> regalia and it just really reminded me of this book and it made me think of it and i went back and read it again and it's just as funny as the first time i read it so read that it's really nice. funny nice all right Hey guys, you can find us in all the places. And <clears throat> by the time this episode comes out, we might have a brand spanking new website. So check that out. I hope it's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and otherwise, we're on all the bullshit. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. If you need, all that's available through the website. Our Patreon is pretty rocking. I'm not going to lie. Be a patron. Yeah. Get extras from our Podiversary episode. Hell yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff that you can indulge in should you choose. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love like a conceptual butthole in heaven <laughs> that like isn't comprehensible by human yeah, minds. Yeah, you just you love yourself as much as you love finding out that there are buttholes in heaven. Okay. <laughs> That you can't comprehend. <laughs> that use toilets, but your mind you can't, can't wrap it. itself no, around. No, they're so complicated. What is it? What is and it? My human great brain <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love bye. you. Bye. All right, bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>